2: Boogie well, hates racism and Chris Paul, and
1: who cannot get on board with that platform?
2: If I've learned a lot, this I, I'm not going to say it, that sounds too good. No, 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 no. If
1: the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, I am joined, as always, by the ubiquitous Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going?
2: I'm doing well. Uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday as we're recording yeah. this. Hi, do you have any fun Super Bowl plans? Uh, I'm gonna
1: watch it, have a couple of beers, um, wait for the Bucks to somehow make me work during it by dropping some some buyout news or something. But otherwise, just gonna enjoy it at, at home. What about yeah, you? It's
2: pretty pretty chill. Pretty chill. See what yeah. happens. I'm not like. I'm not gonna make an event out of it. I never do. It's just like yeah. whatever. I mean, I'll see what happens. I have other things I need to do. <laughs> like, um, but yeah. Uh I'm looking forward you get... to it though. I'll make sure it should
1: be good. This year's more Who than, roo- more what than are you more. rooting for? The Bengals. Yeah, yeah, same. What's your score can... prediction? Okay,
2: score prediction. See, they're fun, aren't they? Yeah, they're uh, great. I gotta f I tweeted. If you're listening that, to I this after played. the Super Bowl, just uh let us know how close. Just skip look. this part. Or just appreciate that we're going to nail it and say that it's Bengals 35, Rams 27.
1: I got Bengals 45, Rams 41. Ooh, okay. I, I, I get, I, you know, I, I'm i probably going to be wrong. And now that I say this, it's going to be like 11 to 8 or something. But I just get like, and it might even be one where it's like 21, 21 or something, like going into the fourth quarter. And then we just get like an insane fourth quarter. Like the the Bengals seem to not be able to play a normal game. So I'm, I'm excited. I hope, I just hope it's a good game. I mean, if the Bengals lose, I won't be heartbroken. I just hope it's better than the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, which I drove an hour through intense fog, probably an hour and a half to Milwaukee to watch it with Newmock, who's friend of the show uh, sometimes, and, and except when he's acting up in, in the chat, but it was like the worst Super Bowl, dude. I was like, I need to drive home after this. Like, I it's ah, oh, that was a t- Patriots Rams was such a bad Super Bowl. So please be better than that. That's
2: all I ask. It's a low bar. It's a it, lo- a it low should bar. be. It should be. It's shaping up to be a good one. And you know what, Todd? This is a terrible segue. I'm not <laughs> going to make a segue. Make sure you're subscribed to on your podcast platform of choice. Subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe to the Substack. Leave five star rating and review. So let's get into this episode.
1: Yeah, let's do it. We're here to talk about buyout options. So the Bucs swung a a huge trade. I mean, for the Bucs, maybe not NBA landscape wide, but bringing in Serge Ibaka, sending out Dante DiVincenzo, Rodney Hood, Shemmy Ogilvy, and also bringing in two second round picks, which they had And cash. And cash. 3.8 million, I think.
2: I saw five somewhere.
1: No, I think that's, is it five? No, five is the maximum, I think. They think they brought in 3.8. I'm pretty sure. Okay.
2: I th- uh, I think it's a little it's a little fuzzy on how much the cash was.
1: It's a little fuzzy. Um great 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 description. But they did that. So and and my my take was they're going to add to this trade to bring in a wing player before the end of the deadline they did not so they had two open roster spots it'll be three whenever Greg Monroe's 10 day expires or if he's waived before that it doesn't really make a difference I don't the Bucks maybe play one more game before it, it expires but you Serge Ibaka is in town now so I don't think Monroe is going to be a part of the rotation anyway and now there's
2: plenty of time now that Ibaka's in Milwaukee to take new pictures. <laughs> <laughs> sure should, we, let's, should we touch on that real oh, quick? God.
1: No, no. Cause I don't even want to no. give, it's not worth it.
2: Just uh, for, I'll, I'll say something. Okay. Uh, everyone was not everyone. Raptors fans were very, very upset, but the Bucks tweeted a picture of Serge Ibaka wearing his massive scarf uh, for some reason, just for some reason. I think it was uh, the watermark that got him.
1: And I kind of do understand that. But like whatever. Like- no, here, here's my take on this because now you made me talk about it. I didn't want to. I, I think it was it, putting a watermark on it is weird because it's clearly not their picture. Like I, I just think that is like weird energy. But of course, it being Raptors Twitter, something that you know, if I saw it, I'd be like, oh, 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 this is dumb. They're just like incensed and like, oh my god, get your own memes, just stealing from the Raptors. Blah 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 blah. Thousand quotes, thousand replies. Just like really. This is... A, like is, this,
2: is this what you're upset about you, you right could make
1: this, You could make your day into anything, and this is what you're choosing to focus your energy on? I, I don't get it, but oh well.
2: But, yeah, there should be plenty of Serge Ibaka content coming soon. But you're right. They did not uh, get a wing player. And, unfortunately, we did get news that Pat Connaughton yep. broke a finger. Fourth? It's a, yeah, metacarpal? this is ring finger. Yeah. Ring finger. On the he, shooting He even hand. posted... Yeah, on his shooting end, he put a video up on Twitter and Instagram of him breaking his finger, like the play where he did, which was just hilarious. What did uh, he put with it? What's the caption? I don't even remember what it I was. I missed something about pain. He's uh, used to it, man. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't just, like, you know, walk it off or whatever he does this when is, he gets kicked uh, in the face.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, this is why he usually tries to just take it to the face because it's less important for basketball than the finger. <laughs> to an extent.
2: Yeah, but – uh even though the Bucks have not given a timeline surprise, surprise <laughs> uh, for when he is supposed to return based on the type of injury, it is going to be a little bit, at least yeah. probably four weeks, four to six
1: weeks is what I'm seeing most. So that again, sometime in March, which also is the new, not official Brooke Lopez timeline, because we found out via Brooke himself that it was a disc operation. The way he put it sounds so gruesome. I'm sure that the medical name is nice and sanitary, he goes, yeah, they shaved a bit off a disc. I was like, Jesus, that doesn't sound fun at all. Um, but – and I'll let you talk more here because you obviously know more about the injuries and stuff than I do. But my read on that was – and people have all these timelines now. It's looking like hopefully sometime in March as well, although we don't know the, the particulars and exactly what happened or, of course, exactly how the recovery has gone. But this sounds like as far as back surgery goes – probably like what you would hope for if there has to be a back surgery
2: yeah for sure like uh it's just uh it, it was to fix like a bulging disc uh, i'm not going to speculate on what exactly type of surgery happened i don't want to get these it shaving wrong. a bit off is the
1: technical term according to brooke
2: <laughs> i love how in the story this is from uh, eric name story at the athletic by the way uh just about like uh, he's saying, "Hey, can I can I talk about this? Is Bucks PR going to let me talk about it?" Well, here's what I, well, here's yeah, what happened.
1: You know, no, he said he "I don't care. I'll talk." Sure. We Face could know Brooke. this whole time if anyone found Brooke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if anyone just found Brooke on the street, it's like, "Hey, what type of surgery did you have?" I don't know if I could say this, but here's here's what happened anyway. But uh it's just it's looking to be something around like Uh, a four-month recovery just where you're like you can start to ramp up physical activity which matches the timetable of him going on the west coast road trip to la to go check in with the doctor who uh, performed the surgery which is why he was on that west coast road trip which means he is potentially starting to ramp up basketball activities and should be back on the court potentially in around a month so uh pat condinson brooke lopez both looking at around Speculating a mid-March sort of return to the basketball with the Bucks, which does leave, especially with Pat and We know Brooks' been out for a while. Yeah. Uh they got a, they already got a big, they got yep. a surge. They their their wing rotation is really thin right now, especially with Pat gone.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a problem. And I, I will say, I think, and we'll get into buyout options right after this. I just think setting the stage was important, but you know, I, I've seen a lot of, like, sentiment of, oh, if only they had known, I, I mean, it obviously the best case is Pat doesn't get hurt, but if they had known Pat was going to get hurt before the deadline, you hold on to Dante, I would hope not, because I just don't think Dante was very good. I, I would hope what the reaction would have been different was, oh, we will get a wing player as part of this deal, and I think... Obviously, everyone knows my favorite permutation would have been you throw in Jordan Wara and a couple of their seven seconds, and you take back Kenrich Williams. Which I think, if they if they had been able to do that, then you're then you're sitting pretty good right now. I, I think the the need for buyouts is certainly much less. However, they didn't do that. They didn't bring in anyone. Wara got an expanded role against the Suns, like it's been all season, just inconsistent minutes. Um, I think he'll probably get more chances just because. You know, at least in the very short term, the Bucks kind of just have to as they wait for the buyout market to develop. But there's a need for just another scorer in general off the bench and certainly for more wing players. Now that the bench wing, it's like Wes Matthews and Wes Matthews, <laughs> and that's the <laughs> and, bench wing yeah. rotation.
2: Yeah, and especially like Dante and Pat, just getting back to that a little bit, that discourse it's just it's flawed in the sense that one, like you said, Dante was not very good <laughs> this season. And that's putting it lightly. And two, they just played totally, totally different roles. Like, is Dante gonna play the four and like box out fives? Is he gonna is he gonna do that? Is he gonna be like a slasher? Is he gonna get to the rim? Is he gonna shoot well? I mean Slasher Westbrook. You get that meme? No.
1: Oh, it's a it's a TikTok thing, that's why. It's a funny sound. Anyway, um, he might get to the rim. We just don't know what will happen then. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Like, he'll he'll get there, and then it will somehow go out of bounds and in, like, the fifth row of the seats. And it's like, oh, you were just going for a finger roll. Okay. Uh, but uh, at least Pat's a capable finisher. So, no, that, that logic is a little bit flawed. Dante was not going to take any of Pat's minutes. And if it was, it's not going to be anywhere close to uh, – to what Pat was providing to this team, because they're just different, completely different players.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, okay, let's let's talk about buyout guys. Um, I think for our format here, what we're going to do is take turns throwing out a name, and then we'll both opine on how likely the player is to get bought out. I think two players have been released officially, or at least reported to for sure get released since the trade deadline. Only two. So we're going to talk about more than two guys, but for a lot of them, they might not even get put out in the first place, so it's not a great list anyway. And that's even before accounting for the fact that fifty percent more of the guys we're gonna talk about don't even get released. That that's that's very likely. So yeah, the Bucks, whoever does get released, they're gonna to need to make some persuasive pitches, which I do think probably isn't too hard, right? I mean, you basically slide in is like. The temporary seventh guy on a contending team with a chance to earn playoff minutes, like, and
2: they've done it before.
1: Yeah, Marv. like Marvin
2: Williams. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Gasol. Yeah,
1: who else? I think that's about it. Most of their midseason moves are trades. I mean, they got Wes and Boogie and then gave them up, but nobody was really after those guys.
2: Yeah, they would be now. I mean, Wes. Wes was saying he was only going to come to the books.
1: Yeah, so. it makes it easier. Okay, first name. The obvious place to start, Goran Dragic, one of the two guys who is going to get bought out. The other is Drew Eubanks, who I don't know if we'll talk about. It's unfortunate that the Bucs only traded for a big. The big buyout market actually seems pretty solid, um, but Eubanks probably not a consideration. But Goran Dragic, who went to watch Heat Nets last night, uh, has been working out in Miami. People are worried he may be a sleeper agent if he does come to the Bucs. I'm not worried about that, but I am worried about. There's a lot of competition. I think he's clearly the best name to at least to for sure get bought out. You know, what are your thoughts on Dragic, and do you think the Bucks have a shot here?
2: I think the Bucks definitely have a shot. I think Woj yesterday, Saturday, uh, reported that the Lakers are interested, the uh, the Bucks, the Clippers. Uh, who else is on that list? The Nets. Uh, we're Warriors. all interested. The Warriors. The Bulls. Uh, we're all interested. Yeah, did I say the Clippers? Yeah, I think, I think the they Clippers are. Oh, were they on that yeah, list? Yeah, I think they're on the list. Uh, so basically, a lot of contenders plus the Clippers were on that list, uh, and the Lakers. And Lakers, Lakers yeah. <laughs> um, they they were on that list of uh, teams who were trying to sign Goran Dragic. Uh, assuming this buyout with the Spurs goes well, which all indications are that it will, and he will be a free agent. He is, like you said, he is definitely the best name on this list. And uh, like you said, he's just been in Miami. He played five games in Toronto this season. Uh, there was this clip floating around uh, a couple days ago where it's just like him really speaking up, trying to rally like the Raptors players and stuff. And then no one was listening to him. And then he was just gone. Like, you you, you can understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially with the early season struggles. Went, went for the Toronto, yeah. full
1: Dinwiddie. <laughs> Attempted a
2: Dinwiddie. Didn't work. It did not work. Goran Dragic much better than Spencer Dinwiddie. He is he's a very good player. He's a very good player. He's a good decision maker. Uh, He's capable with the ball in his hands. He's been a decent shooter Uh, this season in his five games. It's not a good sample, but before uh, last season in Miami, thirty-seven percent from three. Season before, thirty-seven. Like he's a consistently good shooter. He's a consistently good decision maker. He can get the ball into tight angles. He's a good passer. Just a really, really solid player. Like, he, Bucks fans know that he's killed the Bucks in the past. Yeah. It's just like, oh, the guy going off is not Jimmy Butler. It's not Bam Adebayo. bio. It's Goron Dragic. Like, he's the guy you have to worry about. So, if you can get a guy like him, especially on here where you already have a capable backup point guard in George Hill, just adding more depth to that guard rotation, that'd be incredible. Incredible. Like, you don't need to rely on Dragic to be like, uh, like a high profile scoring guard or anything, or even like a starter, you have Drew Holiday, you have Grayson Allen. He's just like a solid, solid backup. And I know, I know. People are upset. He's he's had some dirty plays in the past, especially against the Bucks. Would you rather have that player on your team or facing your team? Yeah. That's my question.
1: And I think for the the sleeper agent combo, it's like does a 35-year-old longtime vet want to win a ring or inspire a new genre of heat fanfic? And I feel like the answer is pretty obviously win a ring. Um, Dragets is just like, and, and, you know, I've seen some people have replied to me sharing how much I would like the Bucks to sign Goran Dragic with, like, George Hill has been good. You don't understand. And, like, first of all, I talk about George Hill being important connective tissue, like, every chance I get. I do
2: understand. Yeah, you're just not listening to the podcast. Yeah,
1: or just – or people don't even read the full tweet. They see, like, two words. They just reply. It's like that, that has nothing to do with my point. I, that's my least favorite thing about Twitter is people just, like – they just, like, will just argue with, uh, like, a point that you didn't make. And I'm just like, what do you want me to do here? Like, I'm not – I'm not going to just – whatever. It doesn't matter. I think he would be a great George Hill compliment because the Bucks need that consistent scoring from the bench – I think those two could play together very easily. Like, I don't think it's a, a question of like, oh, you want to get Dragic and then not play George Hill. No, I want to play both. Like, then you basically have Wes and Pat as more of forwards and those two as more of guards, which honestly may be what you just have to do at this point given the other options out there on the wing. I mean, we'll talk about some wing players, but the options are not great. And I think I'd rather play a little smaller than you'd, than you'd like but play it good players than try to play a wing player who just sucks. And we learned that, that that's a better option from watching Rodney Hood and Shemi
2: Ojale this
1: year. Don't see, don't lump
2: big don't lump Big Rod in there. I'm am still upset. He
1: was barely playable. I'm upset. Shemi was not playable, but still, it's like they just they didn't want to play Hood because he wasn't that good. They wouldn't play Shemi because he was terrible. Like, I would rather play small. And like if my bench is hopefully Bobby at some point, because Brooke is starting, and then you know four guys who the biggest is Pat Connaughton. I think you can live with that. I think you can live with that. You stagger the minutes of your bigger guys as much as possible, but I think you can figure it out, especially if you have Giannis and Brooke back to be that back line. I think they can make up for some of that size loss. I, I think I'd rather have more talent there than try and go for fit. If fit means... A player who I never want to play in a big game, and I, I wouldn't mind Dragic playing a little bit in a big game. I think he's still got enough in the tank.
2: You could see him close games, honestly. Potentially, like, yeah. yeah. If he looks good, spot.
1: and I know I've heard he stayed in very good shape. He's you know, he's
2: that type of guy. He's capable of doing that. Like I don't understand the animosity. Like okay, I understand the animosity, but in in terms of like not wanting the, him on this team, he'd be great on this be, team. You just perfect, like yeah. like you said. Talent matters. You want more good players on your basketball team. Goran Dragic—it's the best available player, and like it, it makes sense. Just as simple as that.
1: Yeah. So fingers crossed. Really. I mean, it seems it seems like the Mavericks were the shoe in. Then they did the terrible Spencer Dinwiddie Davis bretons trade, and now. That seems like it's it's taken a back burner. And obviously, if you're not aware, Dragic, Slovenian, Luka Doncic, Slovenian, they played on the national team together. Those two are very close. And the,
2: isn't Igor on the Mavs staff? Oh, is, is
1: Kokoskov on this staff? Maybe. So then another tie. Um, although the Slovenian connection doesn't always matter in team building. The uh, Phoenix Suns hired Igor Kokoskov to run the team and still didn't draft Luka Doncic. Could you imagine? Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic? Have no, I just...
2: uh, see. That's a butterfly effect. They probably don't trade for Chris Paul. Why not? Because you have Luka and Devin Booker. Who cares? I don't know. I'd say, I'd say probably don't do that. I... It worked out pretty well for the Suns. It could have worked out better. Yeah, they could have won that title. But <laughs> guess what? They didn't. The Bucks yeah, did. Get, did. Also, like, are the Suns okay? Like they, they act like they won the title after they beat the Bucs. Uh, that's what you have to do. We've been there. Twenty-four shirts. We? Yeah, but that's that was for a team that didn't make the postseason time. I don't know. This team is coming off of finals. I'm of not gonna. Come they're, on.
1: Fun. they're fun. They're fun. like no, league. they're fun. No, I'm, not gonna, like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let. Act like you've been there, though. They haven't. They went to the finals. It's not the same. True. I don't I have don't. any expectations. The Suns should have fun. I, I I can't get upset about any of this JaVale McGee saying we dogs sure go ahead I mean wait he said that yeah he said like we are dogs oh my goodness yeah I I just I don't care they're a good team they should have fun win something they're gonna lose to the Bucks again in the finals okay who's your next buyout option
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
2: Uh, next buyout option is someone who's already a free agent, uh, part of the massive trade uh, between the uh, 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. And that's DeAndre Bembry, Yeah. who this was waived was, by the Brooklyn uh, Nets. I'm going to let you make go, her.
1: but this was the one guy where I was going to say this. There's no wing that is going to be better than Dragic or like at least, you know, like the weird plot of like better fit, worse player, but it, it's, it works out better. He's like the one guy who I was like, well, maybe that would be better than playing super small.
2: I don't know what plot you're talking about. My brain.
1: Just don't even just 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 go. Just don't try to decipher (laughs) how I think about things.
2: Uh, DeAndre Bembry, he's started a lot of games for the Nets and give but given uh, the Nets have had to start a lot of players because they've had players in and out of the lineup uh, completely for their own control, uh, no matter what they want to say. (laughs) uh he's a he's a solid three-point shooter allegedly I think he's a fake three-point shooter I'll get into that Uh, this year it's good right but career not so much this year he's shooting 41.7 percent from three on 0.8 attempts per game that's fake numbers fake numbers super super fake yeah look last season with the Raptors 26.4 percent from three on one attempt per game season before that 23.1 percent from three on one and a half attempts 28.9 percent and then he had a one year of 36.7. And then his rookie year 0.056. Yeah. Or
1: 5. 5.6%. On, yeah, that's on like less than 80 attempts. But yeah, I I you know I, I'm with it's you that he's fake, a fake a, shooter. Th- he's a fake shooter. He's a fake shooter for sure. Although, I mean, it'd be nice if he could shoot, but I think the assumption should be he's a fake shooter.
2: Yeah, it like the the draw here is he's a good wing. He's uh what is he six five, he's got a plus wing span. He's a, he's a great defender, tenacious defender. That's the plus that's, that's the draw here. You're looking for someone who's going to D up. You're not looking for someone who's like expected to be a great three point shooter, which is what scares me. That's what scares me because it's like if all Deandre Bembry is doing on offense is just standing in the corner, that's bad. That's not yeah, good. But
1: that, I mean, you look at, that's not the shooter number I care about. The last season, 59% from two, This year, 60% from two, and he takes triple the shots. This year, it's more like quadruple the shots from two that he does three. This guy scores super efficiently within the arc. And I think as long as the Bucs don't try to make him only a shooter like they did basically with PJ, which hopefully that's a lesson learned now looking at how good he's been in Miami with more role, I think you need to get guys involved more offensively um, or at least in different ways, not just in the one way. I think he contributes a lot there, and he's a good passer too. He's a guy who hovers around two assist turnover ratio most seasons. I think his career is not that good, but I think it's something he added more later on. But you look at—I mean, he had a three point, no, he had a two point five assist per game season this year. He's at one point three and less usage, but only 0.6 turnovers. Like, I think he's a pretty good passer. I think he's kind of—I I look at him a little bit of of the George, like a bigger George Hill in terms of, I think he's kind of connective tissue, but I think just having a wing who can defend and do something on offense would be a huge win considering the state of the buyout market.
2: Yeah. Just, he's definitely the, probably as of right now, the best available wing. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, he's yeah, well, just a guy I'm surprised Brooklyn waved him. Honestly. Like, I think he fit in really well there.
1: You look at their roster and it's like, there was really no one else. They could have, Maybe not. I mean, uh this is Blake, Blake? Yeah. I would have I would have been interested there too, unless after surge, but
2: I think bembry has been better for the Nets than Blake has.
1: I think Blake uh, has been a little bit better lately, so maybe they're just rolling the dice that that's continues and then you know, I mean, here's the other thing though. They really need Oh, I guess no, they got Drummond. I was going to say they need Bigs, but they got Drummond. So no, they don't they really don't. Um, let's talk about another guy who got shipped off and probably will get waived as part of that trade. Paul Millsap. Are you interested at all in him anymore? Or for me, it's, it's, he's on a lot of lists. People think the Sixers might look to get a different kind of a different guy with that roster spot, I guess.
2: Mm,
1: We'll see. I wouldn't be interested anyway. I think he's cooked in more of a five.
2: That was, that was a bad take of mine in the, uh, off season, last off season, I really wanted Paul Millsap on this team. Yeah, uh, I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, maybe he doesn't even get waived. But if he does, I'm not like there's a bunch of washed centers on a lot of people's lists. I don't really care anymore. I, I think also I want to say I'm changing my take from the deadline pod. I don't think this trade anymore was as much about roster spots as it was surge. I think the Bucks like surge because I think
2: I think they do too.
1: I, I think there's intel. I think they have more intel than us, and that's like. There was a Pau Gasol rumor that like, oh, the Bucks talked to Pau and, and everyone. Mark, oh, my God. Mark. What? Huh? Mark or Gasol. Mark, sorry. Yeah, Mark. Pau probably still playing in the G League or something right now. Pau is addicted to basketball. Mark is like, I'm I'm good. Um, but there, oh, there was a reaction like, oh, why did we give up all this stuff for Serge if Mark Gasol? And I was like, they clearly talked to Mark first. So either Mark wasn't coming over or they weren't as excited about Mark. But I don't think they like, I don't think Mark called them back two seconds after they called in the surge trade they're like oh darn we could have had mark like they know more than us about the state of these guys the bucks teams reach out to guys who are available to gauge interest see what they want to do etc like i i think mark probably just isn't going to come over then or they weren't as interested but i think they like surge a lot and i think they're excited to have another drop capable big on the roster
2: yeah i think so too it's just uh I think like again, everyone needs to temper their expectations. I'm gonna say this, but uh he's he's not prime surge bucket, not even close no, to prime I, surge. I not even like two many years
1: people, ago. I don't know if many people
2: expect that. I don't know. the Bucks are posting thunder highlights of him. <laughs> like it's <laughs> that was like ten years ago. <laughs> I I don't know what people are expecting at this point, but he's not Thunder Surge, he's not even Raptors Surge anymore. Like Raptor Surge was really good. Like he's not the Bucs fans oh know that. God. What?
1: He's really good over his last three games. He's a yeah, three-point game.
2: Yeah, it's it's a very, very small sample. It is. Ty, Ty, don't, don't, don't feed into what I'm trying to dispel. I didn't
1: even think the production was like this. I didn't he's had multiple
2: 17 point games. He's still useful. Yeah, he's still useful. That's the point I'm trying to make here. He's not gonna be like a high, high impact player, but he's useful and he's big. And he's capable of playing drop. That's what people should expect.
1: Yeah. 14 and eight, They're 13.7, 8.7 over his last three games. Two starts.
2: Good nice. That's good.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, one of those was against the Bucs. I barely remember him in that game. Seven points, seven boards. Having a consistent score, or rebounder, and consistent score, meaning like around 10 if he plays a lot of minutes will just be really nice off the bench. And I think we'll, we saw that with Boogie and a little bit with Moose until the Phoenix game, the wheels just fell off. Okay, um, I said Milsap, Who's next on your buyout I list?
2: I mean, here's a name that I just wanted to talk about, but not as a buyout option, and that's Eric Bledsoe.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Mm. In the sense that we talked about him, you especially uh, talked about Eric Bledsoe as a potential option for this team uh, uh, as a buyout candidate. Doesn't really seem like he's getting bought out based on the uh, comments made by whoever's running the show. show
1: Cronin.
2: Yeah. Do you have the Do you have the exact quote? Uh,
1: no, I had it up earlier. It, they basically said they're not going to buy him out. Yeah. So, which stinks for the Bucks because I still again it's the same as Dragic. There's a lot of people who are just ardently against this. And okay, kick rocks. Like he can play. He would be super useful just to have a productive player next to Hill who's gonna score a little more just because Hill's scoring is inconsistent and um, oh well not happening say lovey say you. okay, okay. Um, let's get to the other I think probably target people are most excited about um, which actually might still happen Gary Harris who funny enough like Gary Harris early this season looked cookeder than cooked and then really got it together starting about a month or so ago I think and played really well. Like you know, comparatively, uh, over that span, and I think now he looms as probably the best wing option, wing-ish option. I guess, I guess maybe Bembry, one of those two. Um, very different players. Harris would be more, more of the two-three, just production. I mean, eleven points per game. That's more than Bembry would score. Got himself up to thirty-eight percent from deep after. You know, his first Orlando year actually was that 36. Later in Denver, he could not hit threes at all, but shot 50% from two. Not really, you know, a passer. Two assists, not bad. Two rebounds, okay. But just having a guy who could score and hit threes off the bench like that, at that volume, would be really nice for the Bucks.
2: Yeah. Gary Harris so far in the month of February. 50% on threes and 6.4 attempts per game. Very small sample, but very good.
1: And a good defender as well.
2: Yes. Yes. That's always been the trademark of Gary Harris ever yeah. since you like the tail end of Denver plus in Orlando after the Aaron Gordon trade is just like, okay, this guy can play defense, but he just, he can't like throw a stone in the ocean right now. It's just like, he can't, he can't hit anything. But now yeah. if he's starting to find a shot again, that's where it's like, oh, this is, this is the Gary Harris that we remember from that, like one season where he was super, super good. in Denver. Yeah,
1: no, I think Harris would be, would you be more excited about Dragic or Harris? Or Bembry. Ooh. Rank them. Because I think those are probably going to be our top three. We'll go through more. We'll see if another one excites us.
2: Um, is definitely three. Yeah. I think Dragic is one. I, I'm kind of torn.
1: I think, I think Drag-
2: Dragic is the best player. Dragic is the best player, but probably. Harris is the better fit.
1: Yeah, and I am a little worried about Dragic holding up. I know he's in good shape, but he is just old. And I think Harris being a little younger would be nice, although you're probably not keeping either. Oh, you never know. Never say never. I mean, he's
2: he's almost 36, Dragic, and then Gary Harris is 27. Yeah, that's a
1: big, big difference. I mean, injuries can be random, and Harris has dealt with injuries too, but – um Dragic obviously missed some postseason time last year was that 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 was important or two years ago or I think both actually um so you know I think I might it was
2: two years ago it was the finals run for the heat
1: what did he play every oh did he did he just get back from injury and he wasn't the same last year
2: uh no he was fine last year I think so because he was he was making dirty plays on Chris well, I mean, yeah, you don't have to
1: be fully healthy to. I mean, that's the it's the shot part that's more concerning, I think.
2: Yeah, but I think his major injuries occurred two seasons ago in the bubble.
1: I think I think you're right. I mean, I know that was a big deal of why they couldn't play. Oh yeah, he was back for for a while. He did miss some some pretty significant time last year too, but it was before playoffs. Okay, um, but I think I would slightly go Harris Um, but I'd be really happy getting one of those two. I think. Could
2: you imagine if they got both?
1: It's possible, and I know that's what people are saying right now in, into the into their headphones. Is just get both. Why not both? That'd be amazing. I think it's hard to get the top two buyout guys in a given year, but that if they if Harris does get bought out, that would be phenomenal. I mean, the the problem there and why I think they won't get both is you know probably hard to sell them on playing on a bench with each other. And Wes and Pat, presumably, when he gets healthy, and George when he gets healthy, and Thanassus. And Thinassus. I think Thanassus should play more, to be honest. And Bobby. Like, I, I bet they kind of look at each other and go, this town's probably only big enough for one of us. Although, maybe they both bet on themselves being a guy who makes it
2: into the, the closing line. Or they anyway. just both want to win a ring. Get an A on the group project. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like we can both contribute and increase our chances of getting a ring, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean that'd be awesome. I think getting both, getting all three of them in memory, it's like, oh my god, that's. If you that's need, insane. if
2: either Gary Harris or Goran Dragic, you need pitches, just send send them our details. Like, yeah. just get in touch. We'll yeah. we'll make good pitches.
1: Exactly, we we are good at that. Um, no, but I I, I I guess we did, didn't we? Pitch Janis in our mailbag, and then he did resign. Exactly, we're one exactly. for one. We're one for one on pitches. I
2: forgot about that. Yeah, yeah.
1: so we we did that. You're all welcome. But I think one of those three, I'd be happy. One of Dragic Harris, I'd be very happy. Two of those three, or I'll say one of Dragic Harris and Bembry, that feels like a ten out of ten. All three feels like eleven out of ten. Yeah, I think you could get all three. You could. I don't think. I think they'll probably just one of the them is over. not playing.
2: If you're getting all yeah.
1: three, I think it's a ten out of ten buyout market. If you get one of Harris, uh, one of I was gonna say like. Harris, Dragic, and then also Bembry. I think that is the perfect – I think oh. – here,
2: here's, here's my rating. Here's my rating. I think it's an 8 out of 10 if you get Bembry. I think it's a 10 out of 10 if you get – or a 9 out of 10 if you get one of uh, Dragic or Harris. I think it's a 10 out of 10 if you get one of Dragic, Harris, plus Bembry. And then it's just like galaxy brain or universe brain if you get all three of them.
1: I, I like that. Yeah. I mean, it would be it'd be actually insane. Um Bucks, like you said, people would be
2: yeah looking into the Bucks for tampering again. You know, it's like,
1: <laughs> are, are we? Is ignoring? this fair is for the league? Harden thing done. Are they looking at this? I
2: have no idea. He
1: clearly tampered like crazy. Oh, 100 percent. Like, they, I, I hope they do something. I mean, Nets send a memo, and Daryl Morey loves. To, oh no, that's the other side. Never mind. There won't be a memo sent. Daryl Morey will send a preemptive anti tampering memo. All right, let's run through some other names. I think those are our top. Did three. you see?
2: Did you see his tweet exchange? No, uh, with the. Uh, um, uh, who's the current uh, GM of the Rockets, Raphael Stone? Yeah, uh, someone related to him was tweeting about like in the uh, I think he was, I think it was his wife or something. Raphael Stone's wife was tweeting like, oh, just something like sitting in his office or something. And then Daryl Morey replied, uh, did they ever fix the hole that i made in the wall? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they replied, like, yeah, it was the easiest thing to fix since you've been gone. <laughs>
1: oh my god, Jesus, um, that's fun. OK, some other guys, um, John Wall,
2: John Wall. Yeah, he's a he's a name. He was rumored to be uh, in a potential trade at the deadline with the Lakers. I believe it was Chris Haynes who reported that uh, the Lakers turned down a uh, or no. Was it the Lakers? Yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, turned the down, Lakers turned down a uh, wall a, for Westbrook
1: uh, and a first.
2: Yeah, wall for Westbrook and a first. Which
1: quickly they should have. But they should have countered Westbrook THT in a first for Wall and and, and uh Gordon. Gordon. That was the trade they should have done. But they, yeah, should have, when, they should have done something. Westbrook in a first for Wall is bad business. I don't think Wall yeah. helps them that much, but I digress.
2: Yeah. If you can get Wall and Gordon. That's that. you want Gordon,
1: Gordon, who I mean Wall is we'll talk about Wall, but Gordon was the uh, Gordon would have been an amazing buck. They had no salary. He's not gonna get bought out. If he does, that'd be incredible. Not no, it's
2: a, he still has another year. Yeah. It's just, it's not happening. Uh, but John Wall, uh, he has not played this season. Do you remember like a couple months ago where it's like, oh, John Wall is ready to play for the Rockets again? The Rockets are like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Thanks. They're
1: like, you're not starting. If you want to play eight minutes a game. And John Wall was just like, no thanks.
2: Yeah. Like I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that didn't happen. We'll see what happens going forward. But John Wall, we like, here's the thing. We have no idea what he looks like at this point.
1: Yeah. I, people I mean, you think, he think
2: he's better than Eric Bledsoe, so...
1: Could still be true.
2: Do you still stand by that? Yeah. Yeah. Are you I, only I standing by because I just brought it up right no, now?
1: No, I think he probably still is. Um, I think the buyout chances are low. We probably won't know. We probably won't get an answer to that until next season. But it's possible. I mean, this is the Blake Griffin situation. And everyone thought that was impossible until it happened. And I think... How they structured that one in Detroit was they still owe him a ton this year and then nothing else. And I think he took a little bit less. So, you know, that would be the arrangement. I don't think Houston would do that unless he gave up like a substantial amount next year. And I don't think Wall would do that. I think it's more likely both sides roll into the offseason than they trade him as an expiring. Maybe they circle back to the Lakers. But um, it would be, I, I think it'd be right up there with the other two guys for me, a little bit lower than Harris Dragic but above I think the, he's a lot lower. I, I think I think he's above pretty much anyone else. Any other guy Okay, that's I true.
2: That's say. true. He's a he's a tier down from Dragic uh Dragic Harris. And yeah. I think even a tier down from Bembry. Yeah, I'm saying guards only. Just oh guards, guards. only. Okay. I would so he's in the
1: Wa- I'd rather have Wall than Schroeder, easily.
2: Yes, absolutely. Just purely because I don't like Dennis Schroeder at all. Yeah. Um uh, like, it's it's tough to talk about this because we have no idea what he looks like. You know? I mean, we saw him last
1: year, and he was inefficient at super high volume, but still productive. And I don't think there's that much reason to assume he's going to have regressed a ton.
2: Yeah, but, like, how how much is a year away from basketball going to be? Well, I mean, I mean, again,
1: it's like we glossed over this with Dragic because he played eight games. Is that really that much? I mean, we have eight games to go by. He looked relatively the same, but... Or eight exactly. games really like that. Much I mean of that's a proof something. Concept? It's something. Yeah, it's something.
2: And it's not like Dragic has dealt like dealt with injury. He's obviously dealt with injury, but not to the extent that John Wall has.
1: Yeah, but not that not between the last time we saw him play games and
2: now. I know, but that factors into the regression. I suppose.
1: I, I expect I don't think he's gonna be obviously, you know, prime John Wall, but I think I still trust that he's gonna be a useful productive player
2: yeah I'm not doubting that so yeah we're on the same page it's probably tier tier two tier, tier two. 3. yeah something like that oh,
1: let's say it would be cool it'd be cool Bembry can be the top end of tier two and then wall
2: yeah I like that we should have right. done a tier list for this well we can we we'll,
1: we'll organize it now so drag a tier one tier two wall bembry do we even care about below tier two?
2: I mean, let's get into some names. We'll just all rapid right. fire go through yeah, some names. Yeah. Tristan Thompson. Uh, it's like
1: would have been probably top of tier three or very bottom of tier two, but now I just don't care because they have surge. Like I don't think they're going to target a true center.
2: Yeah, I I don't think they're going to target a center at all, He's especially fine, like but... you said, they have surge. They're hopefully getting Brooke back. Please get Wilson Brooke. Yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah. Uh, also, it's just like played, what is what is he?
1: Tristan? Ooh uh tristan and the pacers Likewise. first game back yeah i think so yeah so I, we'll see if he gets bought out
2: yeah we'll see we'll see what happens i think probably i guess it depends. might go to if, the Cavs. It, it might depend if they bring back turner or
1: not he'll probably go to the lakers i think if he gets bought out to go play with lebron again but the Cavs are maybe
2: yeah, just uh just add to the laundry laundry list of washed centers who don't play. Dwight Howard, yeah. DeAndre Jordan, Tristan Thompson. It's hilarious. Anthony Davis. They put
1: DeAndre Jordan on every buyout list cuz like, oh, they'll buy him out for a spot. If the Lakers are buying you out, I shouldn't say that. I actually like one guy that they're rumored to maybe buy out, but it's probably not a good
2: sign. Uh also, isn't DJ on a min anyway? Yeah, it's not really. It's not a buyout. It's 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 your your wage. You're just cut.
1: (laughs) If he if he signs somewhere else, I think they could offset the salary. So I guess technically, but (laughs) on a minimum,
2: (laughs) I think they still get to right. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. But But, uh, I don't think think, that's not negotiating with him though. That's just like NBA rules. Exactly. Uh, The guy I think you're talking about is Kent Bazemore.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, tier three, tier three, tier three for sure. Like Like, he shot forty percent last year. He's been bad this season. Yeah, but he's also been on the Lakers this season.
2: Which is fair. And like you said, 40% of three last season, which is, he had a productive stint with the Golden State Warriors last season. Uh, so it's just like, you know, fine. Like if you if you want to take a chance, have another Rodney Hood on your bench, sure. No, that's dis- disrespectful to Big Rod. If you want to have another Shemi on your bench with the chance of, you know, maybe having some production, sure. Why not?
1: I think he's closer to Hood than Shemmy, but he probably is in between the two. Also, I want to take a victory lap here. Of course you do. I right? was laughed at for having Malik Monk on the top of my MLE list. Malik Monk is good.
2: You had him above Bobby Portis on the Bucks free agency board. Post-Brook injury. That's that why I laughed terrible. at you.
1: Having him near the top on that list looks pretty good right now. He also
2: missed... The majority of this season. He's played 51 games. Am I, oh, wait. I'm thinking of Kendrick Nunn.
1: Yeah. Season. Well, I've never liked uh, Kendrick Nunn. Malik Monk has played 51 games, 13 a game, three rebounds, two assists, 47% from the field, 40% from two, 56% or 40% from three, 56% from two. He's good.
2: Anyway. Yeah, that's fine. That's not fine. Better you can take a picture. Not
1: better than Bobby. I'll take the L yeah, on see, that part of it. He's, but, the, he's
2: the number one target list. you're like, above Bobby Portis. Who do we want, Malik Monk? Yeah.
1: Can you We've, imagine that? Yeah, it would have been really bad. Now, obviously.
2: Yeah. So I'll I'll let you. I shouldn't I shouldn't be me. You should you should have a mini victory lap. A
1: mini, yeah. It's like a it's a half. It's a partial victory lap. Um, we kind of talked about Schroeder already. I do think his production would help. I also think, like Adam passionately said, go listen to the trade deadline pod if you haven't already. Um, he probably does hijack the team in a, in a very negative way as well.
2: Yeah, just just we don't we don't need that type of energy in here. That's all. All set. Yeah. Uh, who else? DJ Augusty? reunion. I just can't see it, dude. You got waves. Uh, he was better
1: it. that that last year in Houston than he was in Milwaukee, but now he was bad again. It's this a low year. bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very
2: low bar. He was not great in Milwaukee. I just uh, I feel so. like
1: the fit clearly wasn't there, so it's probably not worth trying. Like bottom of tier three, I guess. Or is he tier four? Is he just like not? Don't even. Do I think it. he's tier four. He might be tier four now. Uh, who else? Uh, Corey know. Joseph. Is he getting bought out? He made Hollinger's list. Um, just he's he's got a player option next year. I don't. He's pretty. He's seventh on Hollinger's list, which I found surprising. I, don't I mean, know Kojo's fine. Bought out. Yeah, he, I think he, he's tier three. He's like, yeah, he's pretty solid tier three though. No not man. He might be bottom of tier. Who else do we put in
2: tier three? Embry and Wall. No, 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 Bembry's no, 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 not tier three. Tier three. That's tier tier three. Two two. Uh, that's two two. Uh, tier three was is uh, that Baysmore? Yeah.
1: Oh, he's probably bottom of tier two. He he play. He's been good this year.
2: Okay, so he's tier two, and then uh, Baysmore's tier three. Bottom of tier two. Yeah, he, he's he's treading the line between top of tier three and bottom of tier two. Yeah, and then but like we'll, Millsap we'll is tier three, and Tristan yeah, Thompson Mils- is tier three. Yeah. I don't know who else could be in here. Um, well, I don't know. I don't even know.
1: Sadaranski, maybe. But like, why? I would put him near the top of tier three. I think he's been bad the last couple of seasons, but change of scenery, being on a better team, he had some. You already play- had a
2: change of scenery. That's why you went to New Orleans.
1: Okay. I'd say, I I don't know. I'm out. I don't, That's don't need that in my life. Him or Ken Baysmore, though.
2: Neither, really. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair.
1: Kevin Knox.
2: rather is play Thanasis like 25 minutes a game.
1: Ke- okay, we don't have to do that. We can play him.
2: Would you 15. rather play Thanasis 25 minutes a game or would you rather play uh Saturansky 25 minutes per game? I know they're not comparable players, but just saying. That's tough.
1: I think Thanasis is better. I just don't think Thanasis can play more than 15 minutes a game. Reliably.
2: So your answer is Sadoransky?
1: No. My answer is I'm not doing this. (laughs) Kevin Knox. Would you give Kevin Knox a chance? No. I wouldn't either. What's the point? Would you give Jarrett Culver a chance? Eh. I don't think he gets like Kevin Knox in
2: the Western Conference.
1: I think he's a little better than Kevin Knox. I think Kevin Knox is just straight up a two-pack of ass. But Culver, I'm a little intrigued by still. But not I think he's
2: just—he's like Kevin Knox who didn't play in the Knicks marketplace. So everyone's like, oh, maybe he something. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Um, I want to talk about G League guys because I think that's the other answer. Yes. And I think there's probably going to be some G League guys out there. Um, and actually, I, I mentioned before the pod, I was going to surprise you with a question as a segue to do this. So last night I was at the Ignite Herd game here in Oshkosh. So got to see some NBA prospects up close. And before we talk about the G League guys, probably just a couple who are on the herd, do you think the Bucs are actually going to use their pick this year? This is a year that they have their first. They're not going to swap, obviously, unless New Orleans has a bigger brain fart than usual. So do you think they actually use it or do they just trade it on, on deadline day, which has been their trend the last time they used a first Dante DiVincenzo?
2: I think they do. I really think they do. They gotta get some sort of young guy. The cost controlled <laughs> rotation player would be massive. You like, have
1: to. You like have they, to at they, this point. We're seeing it this year with how thin the bucks are.
2: Yeah. You have to get someone on a rookie contract who can actually be like somewhat playable. And it's you have better chance of that in the first round than you do in the second round. And they don't have a second round pick this year because they forfeit it in the uh in the uh tampering investigation in which they, they were not they have found one guilty now, of tampering. Oh, they might. You're I think right. they
1: do. I'm gonna check future drafts detailed, but they've they've got seven total that are tradable. So I, I think one is a twenty.
2: Their time. own second round pick
1: yeah, is their own not is gone. a
2: thing. This draft is only gonna have fifty-nine picks, by the way, because the NBA picks. Fi- Oh yeah. Miami it's only gonna have fifty one. yeah, fifty-eight picks because the NBA did not find evidence of the Bucks tampering. They I'll still never get over that.
1: They don't have a second. Um their earliest is 2023. And they have 2024. And then another in 2025. So they, yeah, they are only slated to have one pick, and it's a first-round pick, which is pretty nice.
2: Yeah. So I think I think they do use that pick. I hope so. So a
1: couple of very quick guys. That's that not I, an
2: answer. What do you mean? I hope so is not an answer to yes or no. Oh. Or in answer to they would would th- they use it or not?
1: I, I'm actually I don't think they do. I bet they trade down. I bet they trade to an early second and then future seconds or something. But we'll see. I, I, I would hope they do, too. But my- Just use a
2: pick, John. I know your first-round history isn't great, but... <laughs> we don't have that much to go off of. Exactly.
1: Actually, you know what's fun is this pick will actually be pretty good for buck standards because they're not having a great regular season.
2: Yeah. Because this isn't like the, and maybe, this isn't maybe, like the maybe, NFL. Yeah. And maybe uh, John Horst is actually decent. Like, look at what DJ Wilson's doing with the OKC Blue. Christ. Um
1: Right now, if the season ended today, obviously it doesn't. It would be a coin flip if they get twenty three or twenty four because it doesn't go on playoff results like the NFL. It's standings and the Bucks. We'll see. Maybe Does the they NFL qualify? go on
2: playoff results.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy,
2: right? That's really dumb. I, I don't. I don't hate it, but the because the NFL postseason can be so fluky because it's only one game.
1: Well, yeah, but I think you you know it sucks if you're the one seed and you get bounced early. It's like, damn, we get the thirtieth pick and we we didn't get to go to the conference finals. Yeah, battles, but you also Philly. that's also
2: your own fault for being the oh, one yeah. seed and getting that's bounced
1: But yeah, that's the Shout nice thing about Packers. the one nice thing about, you know, the Bucks almost certainly not being home team in the finals is the last 3 picks right now are all going west. Um it's Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis is 30-29-28, then Miami, Chicago, then Utah, then the Bucks and Cleveland who are currently tied in record. So if even if the Bucs do take the one seed, it's probably it's not going to be like 29 or 30. So it's, a, it's an OK bottom of the first round pick. Um, I just want to go quickly. A couple guys who intrigued me on the Ignite team, and I don't think they'll take an Ignite player. I bet they would take an older player. But Michael Foster, Jr., Milwaukee area, a big guy, an explosive big guy with some pop, more of a bruiser than you're used to seeing. Probably not a great fit, but would be fun because he's from Milwaukee. Um, he's mocked around the end of the first right now but there's a lot of time. But the guy who I'm really intrigued by, not even mocked in the first right now, I don't think, Scoot Henderson. The guy's name is Scoot, and he scoots, man. He's explosive. I think he's like 6'1", but it looks to me like he's way longer than that. He looks like he has long arms. He can shoot a bit. He can score. I think he was their second leading scorer uh, in that game. So keep an eye on Scoot. Scoot would be a fun gamble for the Bucks if they did take him um maybe that would have to happen in the second round maybe it'd be a trade down who knows but i like scoot
2: i'm with adam in just draft a point guard Scoot. yeah that's what like that's what i'm talking about after you talk about scoot anderson like just just take a guard that's like actually a point guard and not like a go forward in a guard's body who you want to make a point guard who's not actually a point guard shout out to uh number zero for the yeah, shout out to no, I was saying number zero for the Sacramento Kings. Oh. Uh, uh, or MCW, yeah, I guess that works too. <laughs> um should we MCW? Potential bio King, Bring the well, band back is here. He? He, he's got no
1: ankle surgery in August, he's just gone. The Dante. He pulled a full Dante.
2: Yeah. He's ahead of the timeline though.
1: I mean, if he can play right now, it'd be not it'd probably it'd be tier three. Or C I think tier two. Did we do numbers or letters? We did numbers. numbers. Yeah, tier
2: three. <laughs> <laughs> tier three for sure. But no, like the G League guys could be an intriguing option for buyout. But uh, who were you thinking for the G League guys? Like, obviously, uh, I know Tuck has been a good Tuck, option. Tuck is my my number. Gabriel.
1: One. Yeah, Wendy and Gabriel would be a nice option too. They're all in Oshkosh right now. Um, and there were, as always, there were Bucks people in attendance at the Ignite game. Of course, some of that is to scout the Ignite guys, but there are Weren't open there more spots. than
2: usual. Weren't there like seven Bucks Ops guys there?
1: Um, I didn't. I, so I was up top for this one. I wasn't courtside, so I didn't get the seat, but I did see a lot of them, but I did not see more than usual. Actually, yeah, I saw a few guys there. They had a few guys there. But I, again, it's like you can't point to that and be like, oh, they're looking at herd guys because it's the Ignite game. It's like it's a chance to literally scout draft prospects at your G League team. Why would you not? So, um, but I did so I talked to Chase on Allen after the game. He said he's pretty confident he's gonna lose some of these guys to 10 days, not with the Bucs necessarily, but just with the open roster spots. Like the herd, it sounds like, are expecting this, which makes sense. They've already had – has been called up before this season, Tuck's been called up before this season. Um I would expect that to continue. Apparently, Jalen LeCue has gotten offers, but is not interested. He would rather stay and focus on development. He's he feels like that's more important than a 10-day where there's no consistency or promise beyond the season. So, um we'll see if he gets an offer or not. Um and I Respect that.
2: Betting on yourself.
1: Well, yeah, and honestly, I don't think it's a terrible bet um because not just for Lacieu because, you know, he's a, a great player. I think we'll see. He's looked good this year as a lead ball handler, but um like what what do you really gain from a typical 10-day this season?
2: Exposure.
1: But do you You know, is Jalen Lequeu getting called up and starting? Maybe at one point in the year, but right now? Or is it like emergency depth?
2: Probably emergency depth, yeah. Like,
1: it's just like, I, I don't think it's a terrible idea when you look around and, you know, Wenyan's been on, I think, two different 10 days. I think Tuck has been on two different 10 days this year. And I don't think it's a bad bet to go for those either and try to win a spot. But more often than not, those guys do just end up back in the G League with, you know, two weeks of interruption in their season. So I, I don't hate if you're really focused on development, like prioritizing that. I'm sure the herd don't hate it either. It must be nice to at least have one guy there all year. If he is there all year, um, we'll see. He didn't rule out signing somewhere, but I think Tuck for the Bucks makes the most sense. I think positionally, he's kind of like a smaller pet in that he's a little guy who plays up. I mean, not little. He's like six four, but he's strong and he can body bigger guys. He's a really bouncy. good rebounder, very bouncy. The shot is a little inconsistent, but he gets to the rim well. And I think, you know, this obviously doesn't dictate everything about Bucks team building. I do think it would be cool for a guy who's played exceedingly well for the herd in two different seasons over three years. I think a guy like that should get a shot with the Bucks at some point. And this is the ideal point. There's really no downside to giving him a 10-day. You can still have the open spots, excuse me, for Dragic or Harris or whoever else, Bembry. Um, I think he or should get a shot. Or all or, three. Or all
2: three. Um, Speaking it into existence, type.
1: Yeah, and I honestly, I like Lindell Wigginton. I think he's a good bet on the two way. I do think Tuck is better, and I would rather see Tuck get get minutes than than Wigginton. Um, especially the Phoenix game was a little rough. Had some nice plays. But
2: I would I think Tuck, he was also guarding Chris Paul.
1: Yeah, I mean it's 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 a non-ideal situation for sure. Um Tuck has more NBA minutes than Wigginton even now after Wigginton's Bucks tenure. Um I would like to see Tuck get a shot. And Gabriel would be fun too if you want like more of that. If you want to you know, if Bembry falls through, he might be right up there in terms of options for the four.
2: Yeah, that's why that's why I mentioned Wendy and Gabriel's name in the sense that. If you want to get more of a bigger wing type guy, because like Pat, it's hard to replicate Pat's production because it's like, you know, it's like a guy, a smaller guy who plays up. Like that's difficult. That's really difficult, especially for a guy like Rajon Tucker. It's going to be a little more difficult to translate that. When Gabriel's already just bigger and he's used to playing up. He's been playing a lot of five with the herd. I know you've talked about that a lot. And it's just like, he's, he's used to sizing up and you don't even need to size him up that much.
1: He'd probably be sizing down with the Bucks, honestly, from what he's used to playing. Like, exactly, he's been a five in the G League. He would not be a five with the Bucks now that they have Surge. At least, um, yeah, I would like that a lot. And you know what you could do if you don't like? I think one option for them is converting Mamu, assuming they're they're high enough on him, which I think they, they would be, to a, a, an NBA deal, and then you could sign either Gabriel or talk to the two way. And have that, and that's even more flexibility. Um, or of course, you could move off of Wiggington if if they wanted to, and then just have those guys on a two-way as well. Um, but either way, I think finding ways to give some of these herd guys a shot would be really cool. I think those two are the most likely. Maybe you though, he's he's played well. Um, but it doesn't sound like he's that interested it's in the
2: Throwing ten- down.
1: Yeah, he had a, a top dunk, right? On ESPN, a top ten play or something.
2: Yeah. Ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Um, that that would be fun but a tuck brings that too um, and i think the bucks would like the size although with george hill out they do need guards as well
2: which is why you got to get goran dragic
1: yeah seriously i think that the main takeaway from this is like heard guys don't get, get goran dragic. would be fun go get goran dragic or gary harris if he does get bought out
2: yeah um oh god It'd be, it's it's all on dry like I don't know. I I want to talk about Dragic again for a second. Like okay. if you if you're really considering the Lakers, you're not serious. Yeah. You're not. You're not. You're not a veteran who wants to win a ring. If are you, you serious want to sign if you're Lakers. considering the Bulls. I mean the the Bulls are way better than the Lakers. Fair. The Bulls have a shot of doing something this year. The Lakers have zero chance of doing anything this year. Yeah. Don't make don't make Bulls fans of time.
1: Why not? Stay out of stay know. out of Fiserv if you don't want me to make you upset. It's annoying. I don't like watching the home game.
2: It's not, it's not their fault.
1: Well, I mean, they're the ones doing it. It's not. I mean, I'd probably do the same. But they are the they're they're. I think they're that's not, I think that's there.
2: more on Bucks fans' side.
1: Yeah, I think it is too.
2: I don't know. I don't want to hate the Bulls this year. The Bulls are fun. I
1: don't care for them.
2: Maybe I have a fr- I have a friend who's a Bulls fan. So well,
1: that's I mean, what. it's like now. and I mean, I don't want to be mean now because now it seems like the year is basically falling apart anyway. They they were annoying in in their high point when they were like, oh, we're gonna win the East or whatever. Um, but now it seems like they're just sad. So yeah, I, I won't pile on.
2: <laughs> it's a mercy. Yeah. Shout out Shawn Mendes. Uh, just- <laughs>
1: okay, that's. As you like to say, that's how we know it's it's time to wrap up if we just said what?
2: it's it's a song. I know it's not that we've had much worse oh, than yeah. But I just
1: I think the the phrase shout out to Sean Mendez seems that we're on
2: the way. You, <laughs> I mean you your problem on on joggage No, or? no, you're right. you're All absolutely right. right. okay. let's wrap this up. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep podcast network and the blue Wire podcast. Network. please leave a five star rating. On your podcast platform of choice, make sure you're subscribed on that podcast platform of choice. Make sure you're subscribed to the Substack. Make sure you're subscribed to YouTube. I think we've got one. I know. I was about to say, Ty, do we have a review? We do. It's a good one, too. Um,
1: Q212, I believe it is, um, says it's a five-star rating, of course. Headline, five. If you like the Bucks, you'll like this pod. That's wow I mean that's that's a good that's a good selling point
2: it's a good endorsement
1: I might tweet this one this is this is strong the best compliment I can pay a podcast is that it sounds like a group of friends chatting on their couch about something they really enjoy and know well it means there's chemistry and fun and that's what you'll get with this pod if you like the bucks give it a listen
2: tremendous review thank you that is a great review thank you very much uh, for that review uh yes thank you um. It's another chemistry one.
1: People see the sparks flying, man. And
2: they didn't specify. This includes
1: Adam and Jordan and all four of yeah, us so as well. They so might nice. not even be talking about it. Yeah, they might not care about us at all, <laughs> which is fine.
2: They might say like, oh, yeah, Adam and Jordan, they have great chemistry. I don't know about these two. Uh, I, I'm subscribed to the feed just for winning six. And that's why GSPN okay. was four and yeah. <laughs> It's a win-win. It is a win-win. Uh, make sure you listen to what Adam and Jordan on the feed as well. And guess what? Like I mentioned, that's why GSPN was formed. It's all on one feed. Uh, Thank you again for that review. And we do read these reviews as evident by us reading that review. So make sure you leave one. It helps us out a lot. So thank you. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for all the continued support. Uh, Pod random, go Bucks. And we will talk to you next time.